Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. We pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. May your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as God's Word is proclaimed today. Now, here's your hosts, Joe Motes and Jonathan Bosby. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. Greetings to you all. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who says greetings anymore? Well, I do. Okay. I do. I learned it from Joe. What? Uh, from back in the day, he used to, they used to say greetings, and, you know, they, they don't say, hey, what's up, dude, and, you know, all that stuff. No. But, you know, KJV gets you real hard when you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not trying to be spiritual. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to read the Word of God more, especially after that last Friday's message from Brother Cooper. <laughs> man. Get right with your Bible, man. I tell you what, I had to run up and do that. <laughs> I, I did too. As soon as we uh, ate lunch. <laughs> after that well, point. a lot of people, a lot of people had to do that. Hey, let's have some fun. If it was you oh. who had to go back and read the Bible. Let us know. Yeah, email us. <laughs> email That'd be us. Fun. That, that'll be fun. We won't call you out, but we, sure. <laughs> I'll make sure. He will after he says greetings. <laughs> <laughs> we won't call you out for sure. Well, well, I hope you all had a very, very good weekend. And you're getting ready on this Saturday morning to go yet another day to go uh, share the word of God, to go meet those bus kids and, you know, show them how much you love them. And, and I know I see everybody. You all pour out your, your heart into it. Mm-hmm work hard, and, and not only here in California, but uh, all over the country, uh, all of our Baptist churches and a lot of other churches that uh, that go on bus routes on, on Saturdays, you know, thank you so much for doing that. We we serve on, Joe and I serve on C2. Amen. And, and, and you know, we, we became friends through that, too, mm-hmm. and, and we don't want to change our bus route, and, no. and we, we just fell in love with the ministry. That's right. That's right. So much fun. I love the bus. T- t- tell them about... A couple Saturdays ago, the first door you knocked on, that kid got saved. But then, <laughs> but then you know, let's rejoice over that, but then tell them about the uh, the last two doors. Well, Please. Joey's a great soul winner. That's he, not the he, truth. He can. I mean, no. he can do it, but he won't try it. He gets so frustrated. No. He get, he, he, I don't know. He just, he, he, he's just, he, he's caught off guard. I don't know why. He, he's good. He can talk. I mean, he can... There are two things that he cannot do. He cannot talk in front of that one person. Move on. <laughs> that one person. Move on. <laughs> and he, he cannot, he, he, he's, he, he's just, I don't know what happens when he knocks at the door. I don't know, but he's great. Well, no. we went out there, the first door, a bus captain, Todd, wanted us to reach. I mean, God had given him a, a vision to reach about 50 souls uh, during his Last semester here as a bus captain, so we went to that door, and 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 Joe always wants me to knock on the first door. I don't want to do it, but well, I have to do it because Joe doesn't want to do it. And I know, I mean, I I don't know the first few people, Joe, it's hard for me, mm. and especially if they, you know, kind of use good words on me and oh, try, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good try, words, try huh? to send me out. Yeah, you know, spiritual, right? There, there are some people who. Who don't even? I mean, who don't even wait till I get to the door? They run out and say, "Hey, get oh, out yeah. of here!" You know. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> so, <remember that. laughs> so I, I knock on the door, and there's this boy who comes out, and and I'm trying to talk to him. I asked him about Christmas and his gifts and everything, and just had a conversation with him, just like how I talk to everybody. 
I spoke to him, and, and by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Lord led him to Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and then we go on the next door. Joe Knox said, he starts preaching. He said, well, uh, and he started, uh, you know, uh, preaching out his three-point outline, and, and he said, okay, okay, hola, and he just went back in. I said, Joe, the next door you knock on, why don't you just say hi? How are you doing? I hope you're having a good day, and, and you know, try, try not to preach there. Oh, goodness. And he's a preacher. It's hard to get it. Get it out. He went on. He went to the other door. He knocks. A, a lady comes by and he says, well, hey, how are you doing today? <laughs> and she goes like, hola. <laughs> and Joe has a hard time with, with people who speak Spanish because he doesn't know Spanish. And he, he gets ticked off real quick. If you want to really get Joe ticked off, it takes 10 seconds. And not even 10 seconds to get him ticked off. I'm, I'm working on that slow to wrath part, brother. <laughs> I really am. I really am. Help us, Lord. Well, you know, you know guys, I, I always talk on him, and I just realized how dumb I was. Last oh. week, we did some activities. <laughs> we had been to the escape room and, oh, and with, with, our, with our friends, and I see them trying to get the clues. I see them trying to read it. I see them trying to understand it. I, I mean... I mean, I'm the dumbest of them all. That is true. Joe is better than me. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is. It's not saying much. Except for yeah. soul winning. I, oh, I, I mean, on. he is. Except for being angry. I, I mean, he is. Well. Except for eating a lot. I mean, I'm kidding. I mean, he is. Come but, on, brother. But they're all trying to look. You see that? You see everybody were trying oh, to look. Yeah. And, and I was trying to, I don't know what I needed to do. No, you didn't. I, I mean, I didn't. I just started looking. I started looking. I started looking around, and and I didn't find nothing. No. But no. they found it. They tried to do it. They came out. They they did everything, and I realized, man, I, I kept telling Joe, my IQ level is so low. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, and then we got done with that, and mm. then we were playing another game. What's that? I think I forgot. Black Friday. Oh, black. Oh, Black Madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Black Friday. Yeah, there you go. Black Madness. <laughs> And they all played the game, and I was mm -hmm. there too. I just couldn't get it, guys. No, I just couldn't get it. We literally explained the game multiple occasions, like gave them the answer, the solution, everything, like right in front of them on multiple occasions. The dude still didn't get it. I just, I just did not get it. I don't know. I mean, ask me to pray. I'll pray. Ask me to preach. I'll pray. Ask me to fast and pray. I'll do that. Ask me Ask me to do all that stuff. I'll do that. Ask me to run run something. Ask me to do something. I'll do that. When you ask me to uh, figure out things with all them clues and, well, and make puzzles and have that Black Friday games and <laughs> all that stuff, I cannot. I, I came back in. You know, they asked me, did you get the game? I said, oh, yeah, I, I understand it now. Well, I did not, but still I said, yeah. Yeah, he can lie pretty Lord, good. please forgive me for that, but I was in and I came back and I tried the game and you know what I failed they, yeah. they laughed at me they laughed at me Bill's character <sighs> man it does doesn't it I hope so it does man yours needs building brother I need a lot of building well anyhow guys you know what hats off to all those people who did that escape room oh man I mean I mean to do all that stuff to to, to, to have those clues and everything man that was amazing for people who to, who are not from here? For people who don't know what it is, it was it was amazing. We had to get in there and and try to find clues in two small rooms, and yep. and, and they did it amazing. It was for a good cause. It was for the, you know, for for the buckets here at our church. It was mm. amazing. 
Well, I hope you all had a good week. I, I hope you all had something that you could laugh about, something that you could even cry about, something that you were even convicted over. And, 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 and I hope that the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Amen. really uh, took care of you through all your ups and downs this week. Well, anyhow, I'm, I'm going to stop talking and hand it over to Joe. He, he's he got a message. He, he, I, I hope he doesn't preach heresy. Oh, he's been doing that a lot. I, I hope he doesn't. He's been supporting women preachers. Oh, I, I, I don't know. You see, brother, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, well, brother, God bless you. God bless you. I uh, appreciate that. I've not been supporting women preachers, all right? Just folks like Joel Olstein and those good guys right there. But anyway. Stephen Fertray. <laughs> the book, hallelujah, you know, the book of First Thessalonians today. I've enjoyed the month of January. It's really been great. We've been studying this new series on ultra truths for a new year. And here's what we've been doing. We've been going back throughout the Word of God and just really some truths, some fundamental things we all know about. They're very familiar with us. If you've gone to church at any amount of time, whether a long time or a shorter time, just a couple years, or you've been going to the church since nine months before you were born, you know these truths. You know these doctrines. You know these things that we've been talking about. And I tell you what, I've enjoyed the last two weeks, Brother Jonathan, talking about the truth of a conversion. I mean, the greatest, the most clear uh, presentation of the gospel, really, I've heard, and it's on podcast form. Go back and listen to it if you haven't yet. And then last week, the truth of a commission, how God has given all of us a call, and he took that from the life of, and the calling, and the commission, the ministry of John the Baptist. Amazing thought, but we're going to close it out today with probably one of my favorite subjects to preach about to talk about. I love hearing sermons preached about this. I love hearing songs sung about this. I love hearing saints of God lift a hand and testify as they try to hold back the tears of what I'm getting ready to talk about. Here it is. We've talked about the truth of creation, the truth of, of, of I, I forgot them all, brother, the truth of commission and conversion, the truth of consecration. I got them. I, I'll, I'll get that. I don't need your help anymore. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but today we're going to talk about the truth of his coming. I'm glad Jesus is coming again. Now, there used to be a day where folks preached on this a lot. I mean, every Sunday without fail, you would go to a church, a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, and you would hear Jesus is coming again. I mean, those old preachers used to preach about it, Brother John. Brother May Jackson would stand up and he'd say, Beloved, look this way. I'm going to preach on Jesus is coming again. Brother Harold Seitler, you know, he'd get up and say, Praise God, Beloved, by his grace, Jesus is coming again. And all these men of God throughout the ages and throughout the generations, they would preach on the second coming of Christ. Jesus is coming again. But here's what's happened, folks. They're not preaching on it much anymore. And you can go to these different churches, and I mean, they're great. They're running thousands, and they've got great programs and things like that, but but they're, the warning is not there. And what this generation needs to know is that we are on the cusp of the second coming. We are so close to the rapture. I mean, it is so close. You, you read the book of Revelation, and then you look on the front pages of our newspaper. You scroll through social media, or you watch the evening news. I mean, prophecy is unfolding right before our very eyes. We And you say, well, Joe... Uh, that's kind of scary, isn't it? No, what a wonderful time to be a Christian. Think about it. Generations since since Jesus ascended up into heaven. This blessed me the other day, brother. Since Jesus ascended into heaven, generation after generation after generation has been looking for and longing for the second coming of
of Christ, Peter and his generation and Paul and his generation and those preachers as they came and passed on the scene, they wanted it to happen in their generation. They wanted it to happen in their lifetime. But folks, guess what? Those of you listening to this today, most probably in your lifetime and in our generation, we're going to be given the blessed privilege of seeing the coming of Christ as Jesus comes and steps out on that cloud with 10,000 of his saints. What an amazing thought. I want to read a couple verses of scripture from 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 13. A lot of scholars and a lot of theologians literally call this the most important prophetic scripture. Here's how it goes. Paul says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Now, Paul doesn't say you can't sorrow. That's not what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, you're going to sorrow, but you're not going to sorrow like everybody else. Your sorrow is going to be mingled with hope. Yeah, you're going to cry. Yeah, you're going to be grieving as you lay that loved one in the sod. Yes, it's going to hurt you. There's going to be an emptiness there for a while, but you don't have to sorrow as those that have no hope. Why? For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we do, even so them also which sleep in, Christ, sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Here it is, verse 16, for the Lord himself. I'm glad it's the Lord himself, not a fake Jesus, not a false Jesus, not a frivolous Jesus, not a phony Jesus, but the very same one. What do those two men in white apparel say to the disciples on top of the Mount of Olives after Jesus ascended? He said, this same Jesus, he's going to return just like he left for the Lord himself, the same one. I mean, the same one that was preexistent with the Father, the same one that was with Moses and Elijah, the same one that was uh, that came to, to Gideon and said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host, the same one that showed up uh, uh, there for Joshua as they walked around the walls of Jericho, the same one that was laid in Beth. I mean, the same Jesus who walked the streets of Nazareth and walked the shores of the Galilee and, and the same one whose hands were pierced with nails and whose side was riven with a spear and the same one whose, whose brow was beaten with thorns and pierced by thorns, the same Jesus, the Lord himself, shall descend from heaven with a shout. I like shouting. And it said, it shall assemble with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I'm going to hold off that last verse for one moment, but here it is. These verses are talking about the resurrection of the dead, the rapture of the church, and it's talking about the return of Christ, his second coming as Jesus comes again. When Jesus comes again, Paul here is dealing with the impending and the imminent return of Christ. Now he's not talking about the immediate return. I can illustrate it like this. How many of you, you're listening, and I'm sure all of you listening, you've ordered something off of Amazon, right? You've ordered something off of Amazon, and here's what they say. That package is going to arrive between 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Now, that's a broad window. You ain't got no, you ain't got no idea when that uh, package is going to arrive. Well, that's the same thing with the coming of Christ. There's a window. We don't know when he's going to arrive, but we know Jesus is going to come again, and you could take it to the bank. I, I mean, you can guarantee it. Jesus is coming again. Now, what are we to do with all that? Verse 18, comfort one another with these words. Now, there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of sorrow. There's a lot of mourning. There's a lot of sadness. But there's something that can comfort the child of God today. And here it is, the truth of his coming. What an amazing thought. What an amazing thought to finish off 
the old truths that he is coming back again. Well, folks, I just want to remind you that we are on the winning side. Amen. We are on the winning side. With this thought, I would just like to pray and, and I hope that everybody have a good week ahead and knowing that we are on the winning side. And until next time, folks, have a great week again. May the good Lord, Savior Jesus Christ be with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, see ya, folks. Thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.